What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteNext.com. So today I'm gonna to answer a question that has been asked of me at least 10,000 times, and that is, Jeff, what is it that you eat? Show us what you eat in a day, everything you eat in a day, I wanna know. I have to say that there's been some hesitance to make the video, and the reason why is because I understand that this topic of nutrition is something that leads to a lot of dogmatic beliefs in nutrition, right? When you think about it, people can become very emphatic about what they recommend for eating. And I empathize with that because I understand where the root of it is. The root of it is that a lot of times people will struggle with nutrition. They will have huge emotional struggles with nutrition. So when they finally figure out an approach that works for them, they want others to know about it, and sometimes a little bit maybe too strongly. But I believe that if you can find an approach that works for you, that you can stay consistent with, that's not gonna sacrifice your health in the process, then I'm all on board for it. So with that being said, I'm gonna share my approach with you, understanding though, and giving you fair warning now, that there might be some triggers in this video. Triggers in the case of the use of a microwave. Now I understand guys that some people are against the use of microwaves. I use it as a tool of convenience. As a matter of fact, I lost a mother at the age of 53 to a rare abdominal cancer. She happened to sit in close proximity in the kitchen oftentimes to a microwave oven. I'm not saying there was a connection there, but I actually have that in the back of my mind, but I still use a microwave. There's also going to be the inclusion of carbohydrates. I do not avoid carbohydrates. There are some that do. I'm just showing and sharing with you what I eat. There's also the use of animal proteins here. And again, I understand the ethical belief behind avoiding animal proteins in a diet. I am not one of them that does that, but I certainly can empathize again with the belief system. I understand where it comes from. I also use sugar substitutes. And I know a lot of people are very much against the use of sugar substitutes. I am not necessarily one of them, but I'm certainly not relying on them. It's just, again, a tool of convenience and one that allows me to get to where I want to be when used sparingly. And then lastly, even the cinnamon that I use has been questioned in the past, and I'm glad to tell you guys that I've switched now from the cashew cinnamon to Ceylon cinnamon, and if you wanna look that up yourself, you can find out why, but apparently the Ceylon cinnamon is much healthier for the liver than cashew cinnamon. That being said, with all those triggers out of the way, I wanna break down my meals. So this is what it looks like for me. My breakfast, I've covered this in the past, guys. I actually have oatmeal, egg whites, and skim milk. Now before you say, oh my God, it's as boring as I thought it was gonna be. Guys, I wouldn't be able to eat just plain oatmeal for as long as I have and still enjoy it. The key for me is you better enjoy the foods that you're eating or you're not going to be able to stay consistent. If you can't stay consistent, it's gonna turn into what I hate, which is a short-term diet plan that you won't be able to stick to. I have to make these foods taste better and what I do is I create something here called pumpkin walnut oatmeal. I'm gonna show you guys all the brands here too. I'm not gonna announce them, but I'm gonna just point them out so you can see exactly what it is I'm using. And in this case, I'm actually showing you that I do have a cup of oatmeal. So that's about 300 calories of dry oats, right? I will give you some estimates at the bottom of each of these foods here so you have an estimate of the caloric consumption here. I include some Ceylon cinnamon, as I talked about, some pumpkin pie spices. I add in just a little bit of maple syrup, kind of making one round trip around the uh, container there. And then I add in some skim milk just to cover the yolks, probably about four ounces or so. And then I put it in the microwave for three minutes. Now while that's going, I go back now and I start to prepare my egg whites. Now again, guys, I do not have anything against the yolk in an egg. It's just, again, a matter of convenience. I buy these egg whites in these cartons here and I'm able to just use these egg whites as a tool of convenience. I have about seven to 10 of them on a morning. I fill up this fairly large microwave safe little bowl here 
and I put it in the microwave itself now for two minutes and 20 seconds. Again, there's the use of the microwave. Now, when the other oatmeal comes out, here's the secret. I put in my favorite ingredient, which is pumpkin. And before you guys run and go buy the wrong kind, make sure you're buying canned pumpkin, not canned pumpkin pie mix, which is loaded with sugar. Tastes really good, but it's loaded with sugar. Instead, I have just plain old canned pumpkin, probably one of the healthiest things you can put in your body. And it does two things. Number one, it actually adds some real nice texture and flavor to this, but at the same time, it actually helps to cool off that really hot oatmeal when it comes out of the microwave, so it makes it edible at a lot faster pace, something that's, again, very convenient for me. Now I add in my sweetener. In this case, this is Splenda Brown Sugar. And again, cover your eyes if you're not into the sweeteners, but I take a little bit of a, of a, a, a pinch here of Splenda Brown Sugar, crumble it on top, add in quite a few handfuls here of walnuts, my healthy fats, and then I have a little bit of dried oats for texture, and then I'm almost done. Because one thing that catches people by surprise is I also include a bit of whipped cream here. I love whipped cream, and guys, calorically, it's adding minimally to the overall impact of the meal. And it just adds a little bit more enjoyment to the meal itself. This is a great tasting oatmeal. I, got, I promise you, if you try it, you're gonna love it. So now you can see when the egg whites come out, I add in something I've talked about before. I have pickled ginger that I put on top. Believe me, it's not gross. It's actually really, really good. Some pickled ginger on top of the egg whites, and then I put some salsa on top of that. As I mentioned earlier, my glass of skim milk, and I'm ready to go. That's my breakfast. If you were to total this up, guys, with these estimates here, you're gonna get to be about 850 calories. Now we move on, and I'm gonna cover the major meals, and I'll get back to what happens in between. The next up is lunch. And when it comes to lunch, guys, one of the favorite things I like to eat is a grilled chicken wrap. But on this grilled chicken wrap, I'm getting not just a lot of chicken, but I'm also getting a lot of grilled vegetables. In this case today, it was, uh, I believe, zucchini and eggplant, and a little bit of onion. And that's all grilled up in olive oil, and I put it on, and I have hot sauce in here for some moisture, and I also have some pesto. That is my grilled chicken wrap, contributing about 575 calories. Again, depending upon what you put on these things and how big they are, this is a big one, they can vary pretty greatly. But the fact is this one's about 575 calories. And then as you'll see here, I have a whole fat yogurt with whipped cream. So that comes out to be about 755 calories. We move on. For dinner here, I start with a soup. In this case, it was actually a tomato orzo soup. So instead of rice, just an orzo. And it has some uh, chicken in this as well. I sprinkle some of these crackers here on top. You're looking at about 225 calories. This is how I like to start my meal, right? Pretty much a variation of a soup or a stew or something to start my meal. And then for the dinner itself, you guys are probably pretty familiar with this meal. I showed it to you, and if you haven't already seen it, the video where I break down how I divide my plate up because there's actually a rationale behind the division of the plate. I think you should watch that video so you can understand the concept, but it's actually played out in full force right here on this plate. And this is my grilled chicken occupying a large portion of my plate. Not quite done yet, because I'm gonna make it taste a little bit better. I couldn't just eat plain grilled chicken. Again, consistency, you have to like what you're eating. And then I have two sources of my starchy carbohydrates. I have some pasta, and then I have my mashed sweet potatoes that has a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of butter in it as well. And then I have as my main vegetable, my fibrous vegetable for the night, I have corn. A lot of times this could be broccoli, this could be Brussels sprouts, this could be asparagus, this could be anything. I actually have the, a large portion of the plate covered by this other fibrous vegetable. Now as I mentioned, I'm not quite done. I'll take something and put it on top of my chicken. Tonight it happens to be a mango ginger salsa. 
that I put on top. Again, ginger making its way into my meal plan as I recommended to you strongly in a video in the past for all the benefits that it provides. Of course, I have this meal with some seltzer water. I love seltzer. It's more interesting than water for me and it allows me to be a bit more consistent with the intake and consumption of my liquids and, and keep staying hydrated throughout the day. So even though I didn't show it in my other meals, I actually have it there as well. So now that meal there totals 975 calories, but I'm not quite done. Now I know that the, the, the running joke is that I have my carrot cake just once a year, but I actually have dessert every single night. And I have it in the form of yogurt, frozen yogurt, or in this case, a fat-free vanilla ice cream. And again, I'm not hung up on the fat-free nature of it. I'm just trying to pick something a little bit slimmer in the terms of I'm not looking for a Rocky Road marshmallow sundae. Right? I'm looking for something just a little bit more bare bones because it, it, I enjoy it. Right? If it's not something you enjoy, then I would recommend not having this. But this is something that I enjoy. Once again, some whipped cream on top, and we're looking at about 280 calories for this. And yes, it is every single night. Now, if you were to total all that up, you're looking at about a total caloric intake of 2,860 calories. And this is, again, a very rough estimate, but it gives you a guideline. I am not eating 1,300 calories a day. I'm not eating 1,800 calories a day. I'm also not eating 5,000 or 6,000 calories a day. I'm eating right about the range that I should for my body type. And again, I carry a lot of lean mass, so I'm able to support this. The fact is, guys, I'm also pretty damn active. As you can imagine from my job, I do active things for a living. So this, this particular calorie amount is what allows me to stay about right where I need to be. It could be different for you. So going and copying this entire meal plan, meal by meal, may not be the secret to your success, but it at least gives you an idea of what it is that I'm taking in and how I actually break it down. Now not shown here in this video is what happens in between these meals. Do I snack? Do I have anything? I do, and as a matter of fact, I kind of left out the details here because I didn't want to make it into a supplement commercial, and I don't want to be forcing you guys to feel as if you need to use my supplements. It's what I use. I believe that I have the best supplements out there, and I know what goes into every single bottle, so I trust them. But if you want to know in full disclosure what I use on a given day, I have my protein shake, my RX2, every single day, whether I train or whether I don't. And at the end of the day, I always have my RX3 for muscle recovery. Again, it's not very highly caloric. It's just 20 calories, actually. It's just there to help support my harder efforts earlier in the day in the gym to help me to kind of complete the picture. But that would make up the entire consumption for me in a day. So my, my recommendation to you guys is that, number one, this concept of you versus me is incredibly important. If you were to look at this and say, I don't like any of that, or you know what, those triggers do set me off and I don't really agree with something in that meal plan, then don't eat it. Don't force yourself to eat this because I guarantee you one thing, you will not be able to stay consistent with this. And consistency is the key when it comes to nutrition. You have to be able to like what you eat so you can consistently eat what you eat to get where you want to be. Second point, this is one representative day. I do not eat the same exact thing every single day. The principles around each of these meals are applied across the board, but I do not eat the same exact thing every single day. There are a lot of similarities, but I vary where I can vary, and I suggest you guys do the same thing as well. Don't lock yourself in. Don't allow yourself to become dogmatic about nutrition. Allow yourself to become a little bit more varied, and I promise you, you'll have better success in doing it. There was a time in my life where I literally avoided every single gram of fat in a day because I was told to believe that that was not good for me. Thank God I was able to release that dogma to become more accepting of it because my results improved tremendously when I did. So guys, I'll leave you with this one last note. 
when you're looking at this meal plan to look at the viability for you, you have to ask yourself what is most important to you. I think there's three variables that we can sort of choose from, only two of which can we actually have. Fast, good, and cheap. And I've covered this in a video before. If you want fast and good, well, you're going to have to probably go out and buy your food. It ain't going to be cheap. But you can go to a catering department of any of your local supermarkets, which they actually have if you're not aware of, and buy a lot of this food in bulk, which is going to speed up the process of you preparing this ahead for the week ahead. If you want, let's say, good and cheap, then that means you're going to probably have to sacrifice fast. It means you're going to probably have to go buy these raw materials and go make them yourself, which is going to take a lot more time. Again, you can't really have all three unless you're lucky enough to have somebody who's going to prepare all these meals for you and take that burden off of your back and you can get all of them, fast, good, and cheap. But the fact is, guys, you have to determine what is most important to you. And when you do, you will unlock an empowerment of your own nutrition that's going to allow this whole process to become so much easier than it may have been till now. And again, guys, forget if it looks like this or not. It may look completely different to you. All that matters to me is that you find a system that works for you. Find a nutrition plan and a style and an approach that works for you and you can consistently stay with and enjoy, and I'm on board with you, I promise. If you're looking for my meal plans in a step-by-step, day-by-day fashion, they're all available over at athletnext.com and all of our programs. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. If you were one that suggested this or requested this for years and years and years, I hope you're glad with the answer. In the meantime, guys, if you haven't already done so, click subscribe and turn your notifications so you never miss a video when I put one out. All right, guys, see you soon.